On today's Reality Check with Klimchak and Klimchak, we discuss LeBron James and his big decision to head to Los Angeles and also discuss DeMarcus Cousins and his big decision heading to the Golden State Warriors. Reality Check with Klimchak and Klimchak starts right now. Klimchak here, Jake Klimchak over there, and we got some big news to talk about on the NBA front. This episode's going to be completely dedicated to those two big free agent moves that we saw last night, or Sunday night, I should say, depending on what time this episode drops. Uh, LeBron James becoming a Los Angeles Laker, what do you think of that? I think it just feels right, doesn't it? And it's not, if you have... Any issue with LeBron going to Los Angeles, you probably had your mind made up on LeBron James. You're probably someone who just will pick, nitpick every little thing that LeBron James does, and you'll hate him because of it. And there are people out there who, you know, you talk to some every once in a while that that just can't stand the guy. But if you realistically, if you look at the team that he had in Cleveland, it wasn't working. So he just decided to leave and go to a better situation for him and for his family this time, too. You know, it was a good decision on his part to go to Cleveland and play four years, going back home, winning the championship with Cleveland. That That's a huge accomplishment and that, you know, that was a big moment for his family, too. But this is this is just as big. You know, he kind of let his, his wife and kids kind of, uh, you know, take take into regard what what they needed too in their lives and LA is probably the best fit for him he did what he needed to do in Cleveland not a lot of people expected him to go back to Cleveland after leaving for Miami in what 2010 2011 Uh, and then when he came back in 2014 2015 whenever it was not a lot of people expected him including me to go back to Cleveland I never thought that that was a possibility I didn't know if he would end his career in Miami but I didn't think the way things ended between him and Dan Gilbert and that ownership, it was very unlikely to me that he would have ended up uh, back there in Cleveland. But the fact that he was able to go back and spend, what was it, four years there, four seasons mm-hmm. there uh, with the second stint and bringing a championship to Cleveland, the first one they've seen in, what, over 60 years or something like that. I mean, that that's really good. And he did his job in Cleveland. I think fans were fine with, with his decision to leave, especially after seeing the type of team he had and and led to the finals this season. I thought it was really cool, the reaction from some Cavs fans. Instead of burning the jersey like we saw seven or eight years ago, it really, uh, I saw a couple videos of fans just laying down the jersey on whatever the floor or whatever, and then writing thank you on, on a little note or a little piece of paper and then putting that on top of the jersey. So that I, I just think that, People understood his decision a little bit more. Well, in this one, you could you you probably saw coming maybe more than even when he decided to go to Miami or when he decided to even go back to Cleveland. I feel like this one was kind of, you know, the, the writings was on the wall, I guess. When you look at the way the Cavs team played around him this year, uh, you know, just getting that team to the 
to the NBA Finals. That's one of probably basketball's biggest accomplishments in a long time. But I, it, it just feels right. And by no means is he joining a team filled with superstars yet. No, you he's saw got the a free lot of agency. Yeah. There still is work to be done. It's not like he's. It's not like it's not like a Kevin Durant joining the Warriors or even a uh, a LeBron James joining a Miami team that was loaded with uh, NBA superstars. This is still a young up and coming team in the Lakers, and judging by what we've seen in LeBron's career, it doesn't seem like he prefers the younger players. He actually prefers to play with some you know older, polished NBA veterans. Yeah, well, I don't know how long it's going to take for the Lakers to be like competing for finals, especially with the move we saw today with DeMarcus Cousins. We'll get to that shortly. But as for LeBron and the Lakers, I think this move was really made for for just the present right now. Uh, there's no doubt that the situation with the Lakers is a lot better than it would have been in Cleveland, just judging the young talent he at least has with him in L.A., and he didn't really have much of that in Cleveland. But I think this a lot of this decision was a post-basketball move, too. It's where did LeBron want to be post-basketball career. And I think there's a large possibility he ends up staying in L.A. for a long part of his life after basketball. And who better to learn from and uh, to be kind of taken under his wing than Magic Johnson? Yeah. He's done a great job with the Dodgers, and now he's stepped in right away, and the Lakers seem to be kind of pivoting, doing a complete 180 in the other direction where it looked like they were headed. So I, I think Magic Johnson is one of those, like, it's Magic Johnson and LeBron James are probably a match made in heaven from an organizational yeah. standpoint. And LeBron really never really had that kind of relationship with ownership or, or presidents, whatever you want to call them. He didn't really have that in Cleveland, certainly with Dan Gilbert. That was a rocky relationship from the beginning. And even Pat Riley, it seemed like things kind of maybe watered down a little bit towards the end of his tenure in Miami. So I think he's finally in a situation where I think he and Magic can see eye to eye on a lot of things and which way the organization should head. And while that happens, LeBron's got an opportunity to, to kind of learn from one of the better businessmen too right now. Okay, that being said, that was really good. Uh, but no, what do you think the Lakers will try to do now? Do you think Lonzo Ball, I know me and you have talked, but do you think Lonzo Ball is, is going to be shown the door? And do you think they're going to try to find somewhere to trade him? I don't know if it's a three-team trade or what. Because I don't think the Lakers or the Spurs are very interested in Lonzo Ball as a part of a, a Kawhi, uh, Kawhi trade. So... They, the Spurs don't need to be interested in Lonzo for something to work out where Kawhi still goes to L.A. Like, that could still happen even without Lonzo. I still think it could. And then also, I think that that, that injury news, too, with Lonzo Ball, I think that that kind of puts things in a weird position for the Lakers. I think the easiest way to put it right now is I don't think we'll see Lonzo Ball in a Lakers jersey next by like by next year. So by like the by playoff time next year, I think he'll be out of a Lakers uniform. The, the difficult thing that I keep going back to, Lonzo Ball, the player, actually compliments LeBron James really well. He's a gifted passer, I feel like. Not the best shooter with that goofy jump shot a lot of people say. But like I I I don't know. I think LeBron doesn't have a problem with Lonzo the player. I think that's clear. I think this could be a LeVar 
ball decision. I just go back to an article that was out probably last September or last October. It was something LeVar was talking about LeBron James kids. Uh, they won't be very good because when is a superstar ever raised really, really good NBA players after they themselves had a really good career? And, and LeBron yeah. sort of, it seemed like he was a little ticked well, that's about an that. Attack on his, that's an attack on his kids almost. Yeah. It, anybody, any any good father probably wouldn't like that. Just like LeVar doesn't doesn't like being told that his kids aren't very good. So what? Why would anybody want to hear that? Do you think that's something LeBron will let go? Or do you think that's something that... Because that's what's going to be so LeBron's fascinating. Not... That, that might be a smaller issue when you look at things. Uh, but we know if, if LeBron wants Lonzo gone, I think Lonzo's gone. He's not. LeBron's, and we might know pretty quickly. LeBron's too. not gonna like. He's probably a little bit more passive than he is kind of a straight shooter. Like he doesn't have that personality where he's just gonna put everybody on blast right away. No. Like we saw it. Like. Even with this Cavs team, like he could have came out and said, "Yeah, I'm playing with a bunch of scrubs. They all suck." And everyone would have been like, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. But he kind of tends to be a little bit more passive-aggressive. He's not going to straightforward, you know, try and go out of his way to to humiliate LeVar and Lonzo. I I, I think that it's not going to work out with Lonzo and LeBron. I, I just don't. If it's because of LeVar, it's because of LeVar. I, I just... I don't think Lonzo will be in a Lakers uniform you, for that much longer. I don't. Well, with them signing Rondo, too, it looks like the indication There's is they're going to compete. I just don't know if getting rid of Lonzo just to get rid of Lonzo is a good enough reason. That it's not a good enough reason. I'll tell you that right now, actually. It's not a good enough reason just to get rid of him because unless you have a better solution there, then I don't know if you can do that. And if they get Kawhi, then I think that... I think that if you have a deal there where, I don't know, again, if you would send Lonzo to a different team, not really the Spurs, because, I, again, I don't see how they would be interested in Lonzo. But but if something could work out there with you, with you uh, being the Lakers ending up with Leonard, then I, I think then it would be worth it. Because then you still have Kuzma and, and Rondo, as we talked about. So I think fans are trying to look at it... Uh just like strictly just kind of a one-year scenario when LeBron's got four years with the Lakers he signed for. Even even after that, you don't know if he'll decide to play more, but I I think that they're going to have an opportunity to be aggressive, if not this year's uh, free agency, which they are already got LeBron and seem like they missed out on some of the other pieces that they'll be in play for you know other guys down the road like clay thompson in a few years who already has ties in los angeles his dad true true we'll we'll see there the lakers are just going to be a really interesting team to watch this offseason but there's been a flurry of just free agent signings a lot of people thought paul george would end up in la possibly teaming up with lebron that didn't happen he went back to okc which was a little bit of a shock actually a big shock to a lot of people but we'll see how that pans out in okc the big news we saw demarcus cousins going to golden state and a lot of people were freaking out about this Uh, what do you make of it I, i think it's it's just another argument for you know reformatting the playoffs 
I think. Because Golden State still, even with LA getting LeBron, I still think they're that much better than than even Houston or any of those other teams in the West. As good as the Western Conference is, don't you think it needs to go to just one through sixteen? Oh, and I think it will. We've we've talked about call that it, several times. And but. a lot of it has to do with LeBron, but it also like it seems like everything that needed to happen to, you know, to strengthen that argument where it needs to be one through sixteen. I was kind of against it at first, but now I'm like, yeah, the West is just so much better. I want to see the good matchups in in the finals and not not the uh not the conference finals. Travel isn't an issue anymore. I don't like that whole argument. And you can align the regular season schedules where you're not going on like road trips all the way. It's easier to one for... side of the country and then you're back yeah. for the next game. You can fix the regular season schedule. I'm not worried about that. And then as for the playoffs, I don't know if you just add a couple more off days if you're playing a team across the country or what. But I, I don't see travel as being an issue. It's just not an issue anymore. Uh, there's a good argument for all sports to sort of change to that format where the best teams uh, just make the playoffs and you don't have any conferences or any divisions or whatever uh, because that way nobody gets left out and there's a guarantee and then you're guaranteed the two best teams in the championship every single year. And it makes sense for like the NHL and NBA. I totally get the one through 16 idea. Maybe not even football. It doesn't make any sense, but I think that, like, the way even baseball's schedule works out, like, how are you going to make it even so, like, a team doesn't play just a ton of, like, below 500 teams? Because the schedules aren't going to be balanced that way. With the divisions, it seems like you still kind of earn it, whatever you get. So I still think you could keep divisions intact, but you, you could still switch playoff formats. I still think there's room for that. And how soon do you think this change is going to happen? It, it's got to happen NBA? immediately, right? I think it should. If I'm Adam Silver, yeah. he's usually pretty quick on his feet. I, I bet you they're all, all the owners and stuff are getting together right now and saying we need to do something about this. And I think they will. So I, it, it helps. It helps the game too. It's a big possibility that we see that as soon as next season. I think. Yeah, I it, think that's really strong. It's, it's probably almost a lock. It was almost if LeBron went to any team out west. I I think that that would have been a guarantee to happen. Paul George stayed, is Paul George is a big reason too. too for yeah, it. you have that, and then with Boogie going to Golden State, you have that too. So I. I think that if LeBron went east or if even a couple of these free agents decided to go anywhere to an eastern conference team, maybe one joins the Celtics or, I don't know, Philadelphia, one of those teams or something, then then we we might be able to keep the same format. But I don't know if that's going to work anymore. And I think the 1 versus 16 thing is something we're going to see very, very soon, possibly as soon as next season. Okay, so my thoughts, I want to get to my thoughts here on this DeMarcus Cousins because there's a lot of outrage just on the internet, uh, on Twitter and all of that as soon as this. And I just sort of sat back when I saw the update on my phone that he signed that, uh, the one-year $5.3 million contract with the Warriors. I just started laughing. I Look, I I don't know why. I mean, I do understand why people are upset. But I think a lot of it is just the success Golden State has had just drafting players. And because, look, if they don't draft Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, if they miss on one of those, 
they might not have even had a chance to get KD in free agency in the future. So they played those three draft picks, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, they played those picks to perfection, and now they're seeing the ben- as if there weren't benefits already to just having those guys on your team. I mean, they won a championship with those just those three. But you're definitely seeing the benefits now because if you're good like that, then other guys will want to play for them. And I, I can't fault Cousins for doing that. He took less money too. So it's not like he, he went somewhere and got an insane amount of money. It's not like, uh, oh, they couldn't afford him, but they still somehow managed to. It's not like that. He took significantly less money to go to Golden State and to win a championship. So I can't fault him for that. And just this idea that the commissioner's office or the league could restrict players who earn free agent status, they earn free agent status. They earn the right to go wherever they want and sign wherever they want. To think that the league would be able to restrict players from signing where they want to go, even if it's for less money or more money, That wouldn't fly in a league where the players have all the power and all the control. The NBA Players Association would not go for that. They would not go for that. And I don't think the players care about these super teams as much as really we played off. Because I I just think if the situation uh, presented itself to a lot of these players, I think that they would absolutely go for the better opportunity and go and try to win a championship with one of these teams. And you kind of mentioned it. I don't know if I want to call it luck, but in Golden State's defense, a lot of the cards that were supposed to fall, like they fell right into place. A lot of it's luck. With the draft. Like you, you, they hit on two big draft draft pieces, maybe even just one. Three. Like they hit on it's good three enough, big ones. But, and, and people didn't want to pick Steph. They didn't want to pick Clay. They didn't want to pick Draymond. But I just think we don't give. It's like this whole appreciate greatness sort of saying with LeBron that we talk about all the time. Let's appreciate front office greatness with Golden State because if they don't draft those three guys, I mean, they just form their team perfectly. And I got to hand it to them because this is why they're getting the free agents. If one Again, if one of those guys doesn't necessarily work out, they're still probably really good. But do they have a super team to this magnitude? Probably not. And I'm not, you can't sit there and look at the West and think that, I don't know if Golden State's going to be as good as they've been the last few years with this whole LeBron move and stuff too. We'll see how it plays out this offseason. Because there's a lot of games in the, in the West where it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. Especially towards the end of the year when you're close to the playoffs. And you already have, what, like the one or two seed locked up? What we'll are you playing for? We'll see, though. I mean, it's tough to imagine Golden State not winning. I mean, they have five All-Stars starting. And again, I get the fans' frustration with this, but I don't think the players would go for it if Silver were to were to have uh, stepped in and said, uh, you can't do that. He also took less money, people. He took less money to go there. I can't say that enough. Like, I just think that that has a big role in this, too, in this argument. I think it's a big argument against tanking, too. We're seeing sort of the 
the bad side against tanking. I'm not absolutely against tanking. I think in certain situations, rebuilding and tanking actually works. But I think it decreases and narrows the free agent market. There's no doubt about that. If I'm a free agent in the NBA and there's only four or five teams every year with a legitimate chance at a title, why would I go to any of these rebuilding teams? And there's so many nowadays in these tanking teams. I'm not against tanking, but be careful what you wish for sometimes. That's all I'm saying is because it narrows the free agent market to the point where these prime free agents, they only want to go to a select a couple places because they're the most attractive because they can win there and get paid. The ironic thing is is that there's teams that aren't tanking that are somehow stuck in the middle through all of it where they can't get free agents or they can't. You know, they don't get high enough draft picks, so they can't even build something within their own organization. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I can't wait to see what some of these teams uh, do with the Golden State Warriors don't need to do anything now. They're they're set, but mainly what the Lakers uh, do uh, the rest of the offseason and see how that sort of plays out and, and what they do with Lonzo and all that. I think they end up keeping Lonzo Ball. I think they do at least through like this. No, through they, the first first game and like we'll see him play. I think through the first half because I still think it's almost an experiment to see how how LeBron and Lonzo play together. But I think that there are going to be a lot of moving pieces on the Lakers now. I think it changes kind of the way the team was looking, especially if you go out and still trade for a guy like Kawhi. If you can make that work, then. It, everything's just different what if okay now i'll say this before we wrap up here what if the sixers are able to get Kawhi, but they don't need to trade any other big three which it looks like in all indications they very well might be able to do that they could very well end up having four eventual all-stars on their team starting so so like that's what i'm saying it's like it's i don't know I don't know. I just I just think it's something we need to wait. Wait and see, but I I don't fault the players for for making decisions that are best for them in any sport. I think when you earn free agency, you have the right to do whatever ever you want. Cuz few players really are that successful to well, the point where they I can end like, up being free agents. I feel like NBA players seem to be the most like happy when they're out on the court because they're playing with like like they're playing with their buddies it seems like more like I don't honestly I don't I think that NBA players I think that they chase the money the least out of any professional sport through free agency like they're looking just to have fun with some of their some of their friends and it sounds kind of cliche to say but like they legit have a good time out there and the people who are complaining about these super teams being formed because guys are taking less money to go and win championships are the same people who complain in different circumstances oh he's only doing that for the money i better not hear that from anybody who's gonna who's gonna say that these super teams are necessarily like just terrible but like I, I don't know. I just credit the Warriors. They were so brilliant in drafting those three, the initial three there, Clay, Steph, and Draymond. So I can't fault them, and I certainly can't fault them uh, for being able to lure some of these big-name free agents in the last couple of years. 
Okay, I think that's a wrap on things. Uh, this has been Reality Check with Klimchak and Klimchak. Later, ooh, later on this week, we will have an episode about the Chicago Blackhawks and their offseason. Just thought I'd give a little tease there. Is that a good tease? It's a good tease. It's a good tease. Yeah, anyway, the Blackhawks doing moves and NHL offseason. We'll discuss that in the next episode. This has been Reality Check with Klimchak and Klimchak. So long, everybody. <laughs>